0: I've always said that I think that in a secular school, these traditions, our history, our stories are our soul.
1: Welcome to Illumin, where we explore issues of interest and importance in education. I'm Jacinda Isler, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. Today I'm speaking with someone who I hope not to embarrass her by saying we consider something of a living legend at Brisbane Girls Grammar School. Mrs Pauline Harvey-Short was not only a student of our school, but she has spent the vast majority of her professional life with us in a whole range of responsibilities and positions. She is an exceptional sportswoman, an educator, an historian, and she has held over forty years positions, including head of HPE, director of sport, dean of schools. She has a passionate belief in the importance of girls' education, and she is a great champion of all things to do with what we call our blue heart at Girls Grammar. Throughout her time and whatever her role, she has brought passion to everything she's undertaken. Welcome, Pauline. Thank. Thank you very much Jacinta. Pauline I know that the topic of school traditions and history is one very close to your heart so I thought perhaps we might start with you telling us a little bit about your time at school and the impact that it had on you as a grammar girl but obviously later in life as a grammar woman. Did some of those traditions of our school or an awareness of the importance of history shape you both as a student and ultimately as a person?
0: I think definitely we all are attached to our dna and our parents are very important in our development and and how we perceive the world and ourselves however as you said earlier having been part of this institution for so many years it's obviously a very formative thing for me and i suppose traditions that come to mind i can remember you know the grade 12s being in those days the sixth form being lauded and they're very important and you looked up to them and and what they did, you copied, and so in a way, their traditions became your traditions and and that passing on to generations occurs subliminally, really, mm. in some cases. The concept of prefects was a, a tradition and a positive one. It's not always a mm. positive one, I know, in independent schooling. And things like speech night. And wrapped up in all of those things for me would be the fact that It was about excellence, it was about working hard, it was about achievement. I remember speech days and watching those women walk across the stage and thinking, wow, you know, they are so impressive. You know, look what she's done this year or what what she has won this year. And I suppose those messages sent to me was about achievement, doing your personal bests always trying to improve on what you've done previously. And it's not necessarily just about winning or being the best academic. It was really about developing yourself and doing the best you could possibly do
1: personally. So, so there's traditions, it's very much about what they represent and and you're talking very much about what behaviours they inspire or what effort they encourage people to undertake as being incredibly formative, regardless of what those traditions are, it's what they represent, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's our values. It's the values that are seated in those traditions. And Pauline, you've always had a very strong respect for the importance of history and of place and you make it a strong part of your philosophy to maintain the spirit of the school, keeping that spirit alive a respect for tradition but you're also very open to the creation of new traditions what kinds of new traditions did you implement while you were in your role perhaps most particularly as dean of school that you believed were important and what sort of an
0: impact do you think they had it's interesting when I was head of PE and sport there were lots of traditions and and resurrecting trophies and that sort of stuff and that was really a significant 30 year chunk of my career here, but as Dean of School, which is probably clearest in my memory, the interesting thing about establishing new traditions was in fact I was asked by the then Principal, Dr Amanda Bell, to actually introduce new traditions to change a culture. And that was the culture of the final week. It was instigated, interestingly enough, by our head girls asking me a question, and one what was that question? Well they, one was they particularly wanted a sleepover mm-hmm. was the opening which made my head spin <laughs> with 250 <laughs> girls and then the second question which was rather poignant was um, and this is Lucy Tong and uh, Onji Sweep and we were talking through the week and, and say, okay so this is what's happening in the valedictory dinner and the, you're speaking there and the the speech day and you're speaking there and this is what it's got to look like and then we have the formal morning tea with the staff and then you leave after the assembly and the girls looked at me and said is that it is that is that how we finish
2: Mm.
0: and I thought that's not good enough so then what morphed and I think still is going on even though our external exams have totally changed the landscape is the final assembly in Gurman Theatre and then the beautiful moment they go up Gurman Lane with the whole school looking over the balconies, giving them a wonderful exit with the war cry and that that's a really important tradition a new tradition that i remember establishing
1: it's recognizing the significance of their path to this point and that it's just on the
0: way to the next uh, adventure perfect bookend in the sense that when we welcome them to the school they go down german lane and they go into the german theater and you welcome them and at the end of their six years now They do the reverse. And it's coming upon us very soon. Very quickly. So Pauline, uh, you know, you
1: spend an extraordinary amount of time behind the scenes recording our history. Why do you think it's so important that we record in often the most meticulous detail, some of those very personal accounts or very particular stories, and then once recorded how we honour them and celebrate those milestones and those traditions, some perhaps that are with us still, some perhaps that are no longer
0: but most importantly why do you think that's important I've always said that I think that in a secular school Mm. these traditions our history our stories are our soul and it's very important that first of all we get the history right And accurately, because it's lovely having a tradition, but you don't want it skewed either. And I think that establishes and clarifies and celebrates our values and our personality as a school and who we are. And I think that gives us our soul.
1: And meaning. It, it brings Absolutely. meaning to, to our daily life. And, and I think that's one of the things that you do most beautifully, particularly with new staff or, or incoming students, to understand what you're a part of, whatever school that is, whatever institution it is, what's in the bones of the school gives you a sense of purpose. Um, Absolutely. And that's never been more important, perhaps, mm-hmm. in our world. So Pauline, now you've written a beautiful article and, and our listeners can have a look at that on the website. But in it, you talk about, our traditions obviously but what would you say is one of the most important and enduring traditions at girls grammar is there something that in your mind captures that essential girls grammar spirit
0: one of the things if I wanted to come down to a very important one is the prefect's pledge
1: mm.
0: and that's something that ceremony has been going on for many years I can remember sitting in the old gym in assembly, listening to prefects after prefect, going through the pledge. That was in the early 70s, I believe, well, for our well, listeners. Oh, maybe late <laughs> 60s, but we won't go there. And I think what the pledge is about is about service mm. and serving. Mm. And and I think that has been a tradition within this school, whether it was knitting socks for the soldiers in World War I, learning first aid in World War Two. Whether it was supporting charities as we do, and there's a plethora of charities we have in the school now, whether it's developing a vaccine out there in the community or whether it's making a difference in your immediate local community, it's about service. And I think underpinning the grammar of values and spirit is that we want to be the best we can be to do the most for the most people we can. Mm. And whether that's your immediate family or whether that's the world, you make the choice. So again, the rite
1: of passage that is such an important part of those girls taking on that mantle of responsibility
0: and using it for good purpose. Absolutely. And I think being the role models, and that's part of tradition, you celebrate your role models and that gives purpose to the community, they've got people to look up to, they actions to aspire to, but also their role, and the Prefect's now, of course, the Student Council, their role is to create their own little communities and embrace the whole grammar community, and that spirit lives with them, and they take that into their adulthood I believe. Along with the meaning of our motto,
1: so I know that that's something you are passionately attached to and it's a motto of which we are proud and that is, of course, Nilsen et Labore, which means nothing without effort, nothing without hard work. So we, we understand the importance of that culturally within the school but how important or how critical do you think that has been to developing the culture and our ethos and how we conduct ourselves and what sort of traditions do you think... Our evidence or an enactment of the values of our motto?
0: I think that it's pivotal it's really interesting when you read the year 12 surveys at which we do regularly at the end as they leave us which I think is a, such a valuable document the number of times the lessons learned mention hard work mm. or even the actual motto says so much it says that that is something that has is part of their fabric and they've they have embraced it and they take that with them and I think they understand how hard everyone works in this community not the least of which they work very very hard particularly with the whole the number of facets of their lives is breathtaking as compared to what I experienced but I think evidence of that hard work is embedded in things like Open Day where the Year 11s run their various stalls and they realise what it means to embrace leadership, work hard to get an outcome and that's a tangible thing that they can see at the end of the day. I think service is a classic way of living, breathing and understanding hard work. And that quite often, not all good ideas work. Mm. And sometimes they do, and it's extraordinary, but other times it's disappointing because it didn't come out the way you wanted it to come out. And I think the fact that tangible things, the Speech Day Prizes, the big three, Lady Lily Medal, which is, of course, for the Ducks, the Munro Cup, which is for probably the most outstanding. Across the fabric of the school, because that girl represents academic excellence, community involvement, and co curricular excellence in some capacity. And of course, the Ida Woolcock Cup. So they're the big three as I see them. And the Ida Woolcock Cup, of course, is voted for by the students. And I think that's very powerful in itself because we're saying to these students, we value your opinion. And we walk the talk. And I think the girl who gets that traditionally is an outstanding girl. It's about spirit within the school and the spirit that person has shown and has gifted the school with and the school community with. Perhaps now would be a good time to hear from
1: our head girls about the importance of traditions.
3: Tell me, we're proud of our traditions. What's your favourite tradition, Sophie? Sophie? Yeah, so I think Girls' Grammar is pretty much renowned for its very strong culture of traditions. And even for us as Year 12s, you see those shine the most prominently. So I think even the introduction of the Year 12 tables, like at the start of the year and the whole leadership ceremony that comes with that, I think I quite fondly remember all of that transition and even when we were instated with our Year 12 badges that marked the formal transition into the senior school and it just cemented that every girl in the cohorts played such a fundamental role in shaping the school's culture. So being presented with a badge
1: Mm -hmm. is a rite of passage. How does it change how you behave? Do you think those traditions... Uh, important in determining how girls see themselves
3: in Mm -hmm. the school did it feel different I think so you feel a lot more mature like you get a few looks from the younger girls and it's just like you formally feel as if you are part of that senior process but they do say it's not just a badge and a title it's that responsibility that comes with that so making sure that you are upholding all of the school's values and traditions and upholding that culture. But I think it certainly does feel really different and you do feel like Year 12 is like ready to take on the year. So it's symbolic, but it's also a bit transformative yes. in it's
1: its impact. What about you, Vicky? Are there any particular traditions you
2: are proud of or like? So for me, I really enjoy the blue days that occur every term. So to give a bit of background on what blue day is, it's basically a day in each term where the school is decorated and the students are dressed up to like a theme. So for example, in term one, it could be Valentine's Day or in term two would be supporting our QG swimmers. So that would be more of an under the sea theme. And for me, it's just something to look forward to every term. I don't see it so much as a distraction from the day-to-day, but it's more like a reminder that there are bigger things out there than A's and B's and an A tar of 99.9 because during that day there's a magical transformation where all the girls are smiling a lot more, you feel the morale in the school pick up and it's a day to once again gather together and... Celebrate the school spirit that we all share, and I really treasure that.
1: Yeah. So, Sophie, you've talked about a very significant presentation of badges. Yours sounds like something a bit more frivolous, but as you say, it's incredibly important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Blue Day, the spirit, the happiness of the girls. So, Vicky, why do you think traditions are important, particularly in a school?
2: For me, I think as students, school becomes our world for at least twelve years, from prep to grade twelve, and it's a constantly changing world. I think, and traditions are Are very predictable and they're very comfortable because you can always count on them to be there that's what a tradition is and I was looking online and trying to like see last night if I could find something that relates to me about tradition as well and just trying to read more about it and then I came to this really lovely article and it talked about how there was a composer who described the music as one note that follows another with complete inevitability and that we count on traditions like a melody for that dependable and predictable outcome. And I felt that that was very comforting and that that was a very apt description of why I felt that traditions were important because sometimes you just need those things to ground ourselves again when everything's a bit crazy.
1: That is beautifully (laughs) expressed, Vicky, and and that's a a beautiful quote that I think captures it perfectly. How do you think, though, when we talk about Mm. traditions, have you ever tried to change one? It's not always easy, is it? But we do evolve and and often we're quite innovative. How do you think the traditions of a school need to be balanced with innovating and being
3: creative and and moving forward, Sophie? Um, Well, Girls' Grammar does teach us to be critical thinkers. So even at the start of the year when we were... Vicky and I's first task as head girls was to allocate the year 12 tables and we were looking at our grade and our goals and our primary one was one of inclusivity and so we were hoping to adapt that situation so I think it is a bit of a balancing those traditions but also with the changing times and times are always changing and the needs of the grade will change from year to year so it's making sure that it's a healthy balance between those two and compensating for that feedback which is what we tried to address this year. And what about each year, which
1: is not such an old tradition actually, it's a relatively new tradition in the history of our school, but the idea of coming up with a Year 12 motto. Could you tell me a little bit about the motto that you've chosen this year and what sort of an impact it has on the student population and the school more broadly? What's the meaning behind it? Why did you choose
3: it? Why did you land there? So our motto is when the sisterhood unites, the royal blue shines bright. And then later in the year, we added the hashtag, hashtag blue night it basically sets the tone and the spirit for the year ahead so those girls in year seven and year 12 know what our goals as a student council are what tone what culture we want to show and develop throughout the year and so at the student council camp which occurred last year in the november december period as a student council we determined that our key goals were community spirit love and gratitude but the most primary factor was that we all loved the sisterhood, we all loved and valued the sisterhood. You think of girls' grammar and you think of the sisterhood, the connections between each girl. And so we wanted that to be a central part of our motto. And then we also wanted to acknowledge that when each girl leans on each other, supports each other in the sisterhood, is when you truly see each girl reach their true potential. And then we also acknowledge the royal blue, which is such a key part of girls' grammar. Like it's not just a color, it's the identity that comes with that. And so we just wanted to acknowledge that the sisterhood, the support, the spirit that makes Girls Grammar such a wonderful school.
1: And it's a constant reminder of what you're trying to achieve in the year or who you'd like to be as a school community. What about um, for you, Vicky, what do you think about traditions and and balancing a respect for the past with also, I guess, an optimistic, open-minded approach to the future? Where do the traditions sit in there for you?
2: For me, when I think about traditions and finding that balance between past and future, I think that it's important that we um, cherish our yesterdays but never carry them as a burden into the future. And so speaking of that, I think it's just good to keep an open mind because it's it's very dangerous to criticise new ways of thinking or new introductions. When we're trying to grab onto the past, I think when you observe that starting to, to happen, I think that's a very strong sign where you need to take a good look at what's really happening. And to give a, a solid example, I think earlier when Sophie mentioned we were doing tables, it's been a tradition that's happened where grade 12s are allocated a table at the start of each year and, you you know, you get to have lunch and spend good times with your friends around those tables. But what we've seen in recent times is that students are starting to move away from the idea. We would like a more fluid option, one where we can collaborate and talk more freely at lunchtime instead of a more static situation and so I think Hearing that, being more observant, being open minded to that is key and what will help us grow.
1: So, balancing a respect for the traditions but always holding them somewhat loosely. But certainly, both of you have articulated the importance of traditions bringing a sense of purpose and vision, as you said, Sophie, and and most certainly a meaning to your experience of a school. So, Vicky and Sophie, thank you for speaking with me. Thank Thank you, Ms. Silo. Pauline. What about funny traditions? Have there ever been any
0: ridiculous traditions or, or things that really just didn't work and are a little bit unusual? Of course, the informal assembly mm. or the muck-up assembly where the girls destroy effectively their uniform. However, I think looking back, I think sometimes we think it's very much a recent thing, but in fact we've got visual evidence of uniforms being... Deconstructed? A, deconstructed is a lovely word. Yeah. and so from the 80s so it's it's been an, a long thing it wasn't something that my year did but I l- used to enjoy them from a point of view of how creative they were in some ways and their performance in these deconstructed uniforms were the performances were just sometimes extraordinarily good and cleverly thought out I was thinking also, Pauline, you know, one of the things that we know
1: in talking about schools and institutions and people really don't like change very much. And I think one of the things that you've always talked to me about is how they will hold on to a tradition, but some of them are not as long standing as you'd have us believe.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I I think that one that you you mentioned to me when I did some research courtesy of the Student Council wanting to know some detail about Blue Day Mm. and the fact that really it it was 2006 and I mean 2006 quite some time ago now, but uh, to us now I think it's so much part of our normal yeah, and and any other colour day for that matter. And so they've been fairly recent, really. I mean, you talk to old girls at reunions about Blue Day and they sort of look at you. They're still calling QG S A GPS, so there's a totally different view of the world. But I think that a number of traditions we practice and embrace and and are so wonderful. The reason why I was asked to do the research in the first place was because they they wanted to include the whole community, not just the sporting community. And I said, well, actually, that's been done. We've always had the idea of either including the gala with the athletics or other activities. So, As you say, perceived concepts are interesting and that's why the recording, the talking about, the practising of traditions is so important. And at the heart of this topic, when we're
1: talking about the concept of school culture, obviously traditions are very important, but what else
0: do you think really shapes the culture of Mm. a school? I put it down as visionaries and that I start with you. I start with Mm. principals. And if those women, yourself and those who've preceded you, didn't have vision, didn't have an open mind, didn't believe in girls' education, weren't passionate enough to fight for it, whether it was Jan O'Connor or Liza Fewings or current day, the Judith Hancocks, yourself, I think all of those traditions would be either lost or wouldn't have been created. Mm. And I think that's important. I think, obviously, then, from that, the staff, Mm. who they hire. Do they hire like? Do they hire diversity? But what they've got to do, and I think diversity is the go, but what they've got to do is they've got to hire people who are open-minded, who are passionate about what they do, who believe in what they do, because girls students will know immediately after the first lesson how passionate they are about what they're teaching them. Absolutely.
1: And I think, Pauline, that enculturation of people and that respect for our traditions, as we said at the beginning, uh, whether you're a, a student of our school, a member of the community connected to our school or a teacher, that sense of purpose and understanding about the school is made ever deeper by understanding our traditions and how they shape our culture. So thank you for... you. Honestly, there could be few people who have given so generously of your time and the passion of your heart we all talk about Pauline's passion. It's unfailing. You are irrepressible. But in all honesty, you bring a great seriousness to all that you undertake. You have a great deep respect for the traditions, and our school has been all the richer for it. So thank you for speaking with us today.
2: Thank you very much, Jacinda. You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. Music for this podcast was written and performed by Year 12 student Alicia Singh. To ensure you never miss an episode of Illumin, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.